what do you find when you scan people with autism? And I should mention here that we only scan so far adults with autism, adults with a very mild form of autism, with Asperger's syndrome or what's called high-functioning autism, people who could consent to the procedure and people who had actually learned everything about attributing mental states. They had the language of a uh, theory of mind and yet we knew, of course, they they didn't have the kind of fluent understanding of mental states that we have because it was always a very hard calculation for them to answer questions about mental states and just occasionally there were telltale errors. So these people were in the scanner, they saw and read the same stories. They were the ones who looked at these animations or at, at, at visual pictures. And what we found was reduced activation in these components of the mentalizing system. But more importantly, we also found weak connectivity between the components. And in particular, we found weak connectivity between what we might call the bottom-up components of the system and the top-down components of the system. So here is a theme that has become familiar because we believe that if we think more about possible misconnections between top-down uh, fibers, neurons, and bottom-up driving neurons that bring perception from the outside world inside. If we, if we think more about that, we might get at a, a unifying theory of what is different in the autistic brain, why it is that they can attend to detail so much, why it is that they are captured by all sorts of stimuli and they do not give automatic preference to social stimuli. It's that top-down processes that need to modulate our perception to give importance to certain things and not to others. Well, at the moment, we can't be too ambitious. We have to be uh, proceeding relatively slowly. But I think the idea that we can at least uh, talk about a behavioural level, separate from a cognitive level, separate from a brain level, and that again separate from a, uh, a genetic level, helps us organise our facts and, and helps us tie things together in a way so that we can say, okay, this particular behaviour, for example communicating non-verbally with somebody, is governed by something in the mind, by some representation of our relationship, for example, to another person, in a very abstract, very gross way at the moment. And this particular ability can be linked using very stringent experiments in, in, in the scanner to activity in certain vast regions of the brain. So we, we can't nail them down very well. We can't exactly say what anything about the content of these thoughts or of, 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 of these um, communicative activities. But we can begin, at least, to, um, to cut nature at the joints. We really need to know much more uh, what the different brain areas are doing, what is at the biological basis of our uh, ability to be social interactive human beings. And this is, of course, the, the, the amazing, important contribution that the study of autism is making to the understanding of ourselves as, as human beings, as social creatures. I have never, never, ever lost my fascination for autism because every time I meet a new 
individual, a new child or an adult, or I talk to parents, every time I, I'm thrown back that I know nothing. I know nothing about it. I've studied it so long and I would like to find out more. So I have never, ever lost this strong uh, fascination and obsession, you could say, um, to find out more. Um, it seems that there is such a paradox that, that absolutely forces you to, to think about how to solve it.